Good morning. I'm at home. You're at home. Very happy. <laughs> We're going to have some challenges, but thank you and good morning to you. Today is the first Sunday after Christmas, and we are worshiping at home because the weather had other plans today. So I figured, let's just try this out. First of all, normally we would have our bell rung. So ding, ding. We are now officially starting worship. A few announcements that we need to be mindful of as we go into today's worship service is that for the month of January, we will be collecting cereals for the food shelf. That's one of the items that we will be, I think each month will have a different theme. So January's theme will be cereal. We will collect that for the bulk of the month and then that will go to the food shelf. Our annual meeting will be January 21st. It'll be preceded by a potluck and then the meeting will follow at 1045 or whenever we're ready to start the meeting. Also, I would like to remember to lift up Linda Witter and her daughter, Allison Thomas, in our prayers. Um, Allison's son, Elijah, Linda's grandson, died unexpectedly last week and we want to hold them in our prayers. For those of you who were able to get a copy of the bulletin that we sent on the email, you can just join along. I'm pretty much going to read through the bulletin as we would if we were together. And then um, you don't need, obviously, to respond. But that's how we're going to do it today. Let us pray. God be with you. Almighty God, you have poured upon us the new light of your incarnate word. Grant that this light, established and enkindled in our hearts, may shine forth in our lives. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The psalm for the first Sunday of Christmas comes to us from number 147. And I will just read through the psalm in its entirety. For he strengthens the bars of your gates and blesses your people within you. We give thanks for the security and blessings bestowed upon us. He grants peace within your borders. He fills you with the finest of wheat. May our hearts be filled with gratitude for the peace and abundance we receive. He sends out his command to the earth, his word runs swiftly. Let us heed the swift and powerful word of the Lord guiding our actions. He gives snow like wool. He scatters frost like ashes. As his nature obeys his command, may we recognize the beauty of God's creation. He hurls the crystals of ice like crumbs. Who can stand before his cold? In awe of his mighty works, we acknowledge the awe-inspiring power of the Creator. He sends out His Word and He melts them. He makes the wind blows and the waters flow. Just as the Word melts the ice, may His grace thaw our hearts and bring forth living waters. He declares His Word to Jacob, His statutes, and His rules to Israel. Let us cherish and follow the divine guidance laid out for us by the Lord. He has not dealt with any other nation. They do not know his rules. Praise the Lord. 
In gratitude for his unique and gracious dealings, we join together to praise the Lord. That psalm is actually rather fitting for the kind of weather that we're having today, so may God's word thaw the ice. The first reading that we have today comes to us from Isaiah, chapter 61, verses 10 through chapter 62, verse 3. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord, my whole being shall exult my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decks himself out with garland, and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. For as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as the garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all nations. For if Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest, until her vindication shines out like the dawn, and her salvation like a burning torch. The nations shall see your vindication, and all the kings your glory." And you shall be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord, a royal diadem in the hand of your God. The epistle reading comes to us from Galatians, chapter 3, 23 through 25, chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. Now before faith came, we were imprisoned and guarded under the law until faith would be revealed. Therefore, as the law was our disciplinarian until Christ came, so that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer subject to a disciplinarian. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, sin, order, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children... God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so that you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. And our Gospel reading comes to us from John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. And what has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave them the power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of the will of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. We have seen his glory is the glory of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This is the one of whom I had said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. 
The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God's only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who made him known. May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of the Holy Word. You can see without music, things move rather rapidly. I want us to return again to the words of the prophet Isaiah, because Isaiah is where my focus is going to be today. And the first Sunday of Christmas, usually it's a, it's a low turnout Sunday, and <laughs> true to form, isn't it? I mean, here we are, gathering here electronically. And we don't, traditionally, Christmas seems to culminate on Christmas Eve. Everyone gathers for Christmas Eve. We have the candlelight service. The numbers are good. The atmosphere is set so perfectly. We put all of our hopes in hearing that Christmas narrative once again. And then we forget about the 12 days of Christmas from Christmas Day on to the Epiphany on January. And as a result, it seems that the whole spirit of Christmas, when heaped into the tiny confines of Christmas Eve service, doesn't do it justice. It doesn't do us justice. The whole spirit of Christmas of this Christ child coming into the world, illuminating the, the darkness of despair, the brokenness of people's hearts, the estrangement that people feel as if God no longer hears them. That message doesn't have time to marinate when you just simply have a Christmas Eve service, as splendid as they are. But you want to be able to immerse yourself in this, unfortunately, rather short season in the liturgical year. So we have this, this first Sunday of, of Christmas, and continuing on with Isaiah, since I picked up Isaiah for Christmas Eve, continuing on with Isaiah, we have a prophet here who is mindful of individuals who have felt despondent. They've lost their way. The hardship of being persecuted by enemies beyond their borders, their own estrangement of feeling disconnected from God is, is becoming very real to them. And the prophet wants to give them hope. That is the prophet's, prophet's desire is to be able to speak the word of God that not only corrects, but emboldens. And what's wonderful here in this, in this passage that we have today is we hear that this time the prophet is beginning to rejoice. And I read here, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord my God, and my whole being shall exalt my God. For he has clothed me with garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. So God, in arraying individuals with a sense of security and confidence and righteousness, they feel clothed in a new identity. And, as, and this is so fitting. This is, this is what's so fitting is that here we are, the very last day of this year. And whatever this year has, has been for you, perhaps you've had some wonderful blessings. And unfortunately, there have been some, some setbacks and some misfortunate things that have happened during the course of this year all of it which has informed us. So as we are here 
preparing to conclude 2023 and anticipate 2024, there is a sense in which we are a people of hope. As I said last week, we are not a people without hope. We are a people that no matter what misfortune has been heaped upon us, we still always find some way to pick up the pieces, the remnant, and re-engage. And so as you look back over the expanse of this year and what it has delivered to you, blessings, misfortunes, how you have powered through and shared the joys, but also as you have overcome the losses As we anticipate, imagine yourself that you are now being clothed with righteousness, being clothed with the sense of your your own salvation, right? That, That this is not the end of the show, that you have not reached the final point, that God is not finished with you, but that you are now enclosed with a a new sense of, of purpose, that you can willingly and enthusiastically and maybe even hesitantly Welcome that new year because you know that you do not enter into that new year alone. Now, what I like is as the prophet continues and he uses this, this growing metaphor. And, and for those of us who have had a rather strange w- winter, uh, we're just now getting snow, which is, of course, delaying us from being able to get to worship and to see one another. But it has been, it has been so mild of late that some of us practically could have actually been out tending our gardens. But listen to this metaphor here that that the prophet brings here in verse 11 of chapter 61. For as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes what is sown to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. These are words of hope. These are words of encouragement. These are words for even if you've had a a miserable year and if the greater part of your year has been more misfortune, more setback, more unexpected misery, this word that comes to us from the prophet about righteousness springing up, righteousness and praise springing up as the way new life springs up in the season of spring is hope. That's hope. That's encouragement. That's something to look forward to. So as we continue to transition from this year into the year to come, we realize that God has something remarkable, something brilliant, something unexpected in turn for us. And all we have to do is to prepare ourselves and to be in that that frame of mind that is ready to welcome it, ready to say yes to it, ready to say, yes, this is going to be something that I am going to grab on board with and get, get excited about. Now, how, why is this prophet passage important in the Christmas season? It's important in the Christmas season because this is the season where we are still celebrating that light of Christ, that light of Christ that comes in that child, the incarnate word resting upon a child that as, as an infant, has no, there's no potential yet, right? But the hope that has been breathed into him, the prophecies that surround him, the people who were there nurturing him are helping him to grow into that promise. That same encouragement that followed Jesus so he could become who he was and who we have understood him to be is that same potential and that same promise that now continues to surround us emboldening us, lifting us up, and leading us forward. 
We do not go into each new day and we do not go into this new year with a sense of absence from the divine. The divine is there. We just need to position ourselves to be mindful of it. So as things spring forth, we are equipped to recognize what God is trying to teach us with these hope and righteousness and praise as it springs forth. So I encourage you, as the prophet says, to not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, do not rest. The vindication shines forth into dawn and her salvation is burning like a torch. The nations will see your vindication. And as a result of that, all the kings your glory. This is the prophet speaking about this nation of, of Israel and the people of God who had felt disconnected. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem at the hand of your God. So as you prepare to welcome 2024, remember that you are a royal beauty to God, that you are precious, made perfect, imbued with gifts, destined to bring peace and renewal to wherever it is that you go, wherever you are called to serve. May God always look favorably upon you, keep you safe, guide you, and strengthen you.